Macy says it will open up up to, Anne, not yes. up, up to 30 small store formats inside of strip malls. They mm -hmm. said that those two words together, strip malls, over the next two years. According to CNBC's great Melissa Repco, Macy's has tested the shops, which are roughly one-fifth the size of its traditional mall stores, for nearly four years. Yeah, it's been four years. Wow. The stores offer a slimmed-down mix of merchandise, host local events, and have a more modern and open look. Plus, they're also next to big box stores, grocers, and popular off-price retailers like TJX, aka places that offer a high level of convenience, which Macy's chief stores offer, Mark Mastronati, calls the, quote, secret sauce of this initiative. Oh, boy. And, and here's the other thing. I read this deep in the headline. They will also be called Macy's, mm -hmm. as Macy's says it plans to phase out the market by Macy's moniker it used for its first smaller store formats throughout the country. So, Anne, um, do you think Macy's is on to something here? Like, do they have a secret sauce of convenience of strip malls? You know... I and this is an easy thing to poo-poo, but I'm curious what you think. I was digging in to try yeah, to make sense in? of this, yeah. Chris, because I met Mark Mastrodon oh, at Shop Talk. Shop Talk, yeah, last you year. He was, he was on stage right after... And smart guy. Like, I, I get there's got to be something to us. He's Italian. I mean, yeah. you know, come on. One of our people. Yeah. Um, so the first thing that came to mind was like, yes, I guess you have real estate savings. Like, your, your footprint's smaller, so perhaps. Per box, yeah. Per box. Like, perhaps you're getting money from the smaller footprint. But I, what really confuses me here, we've been to the market at Macy's in, De in Texas, in South Lake. They're not solving any of the core problems with this move. And mm -mm. so it really concerns me when you talk about Macy's and this like North Star that they've always been trying to go to. And really for the place that Macy's holds is like kind of the deter like the, the the company that will determine the future of the department store. Like mm -hmm. everything's following in, in Macy's footsteps. And I just don't think that this is going to turn out the way that they think it is. And the other part of this yes. is the TJ Maxx adjacency. That really confused me too. Yes. Because at least when I go into a TJ Maxx, like I know it's going to be a total mess and a yeah. treasure hunt and like stuff's going to be on the floor. When you go into Macy's, like that was my biggest takeaway yeah. from that market at Macy's. Like I'm still expecting a department store experience and it was just crammed with inventory. Like stuff piled all over the place like yes it looks great at the opening but it's just it, it wasn't they're trying to put too much into that small footprint and i i really just wonder if this is going to move the needle for macy's the way that they want to i it it doesn't seem like there's hope there for me that's a really interesting question that you're getting at too is like even if even if you're gonna do it like should you even call it macy's at all right like because if it's a great idea it should be a great idea regardless well and like now you're actually leaning into macy's and creating that psychological yes. connection with what you think a department store should actually be but now it's in a smaller box that's a fascinating or question like the Keep backstage going. but th yeah. that's what i'm saying like yeah. then you do you just make it backstage and it's all the right. like the like leftover inventory right. from last season that Macy's started doing in their own stores. It's getting a lot of track. I mean, that's doing well for Macy's, but right. like, is it again? I just, I don't see the, the benefit that going into a strip mall is going to provide, especially for, for Macy's for the effort. longer term with yeah. the current store base. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I, <laughs> Those are all awesome points. And I don't even know where to start with this. I tried to, like, boil down my thoughts into, like, I think, like, three points. Well, Lee, Lee Sherwood-Esmond is really excited for you. Yeah, to... oh, she is, yeah. Shout out to Lee, yeah. Um, but And I shared this a little bit on social media this morning, but I think 
I think when you look at this strategy and how it's being talked about right now, mm-hmm. it's fraught with so many pitfalls. So first, like one, they say that the stores are comping positively relative to the rest of the chain. Yeah. But I don't think that statistic is worth jack all. And that's a scientific term, jack all. Because like, like they're going to be built in the best areas right now. And so mm-hmm. they're going to have natural population growth. And there's so many things that go into determining comp. Mm-hmm. Like how, many, how much more staff do you have in those stores right. than your regular Macy's? Which we've been in them. They have, I think they had more staff in that store, pound for pound. Well, they're friendly. Per square foot. That was foot. in the right. press They release. probably have their best staff. They're more friendly. The store team, the store regional teams are probably more focused on making sure that they work. So there's a whole host of things that go in there. So unless you know the actual profit of meeting the hurdle rate on the cost of capital for the smaller boxes, because the cost of capital is still a hurdle right. rate you got to hit, you don't know. Which brings me to my second point, which and this I think is the most important point that I that I came up with last night for me is like department stores are about volume. Mm-hmm. They're bigger boxes for a reason. Small formats aren't that, which means that Macy's is going to be competing on thinner margins than the specialty apparel retailers, which typically operate in those same boxes. Right. And it's gonna be doing it with a more, a larger preponderance of market available goods. Mm-hmm. So that kind of in essence, flies in the face of what a department store is in its business model. So sure they can go after private label and yeah. they're doing that. There's articles in the news today, but like if you go after private label, then that isn't really Macy's either. And Macy's isn't really known for private label. So you have to get over that hurdle too, for this strategy to work. And so I've said it before and I'll say it again, Every change to a business model has hidden costs. Mm -hmm. And I think there are hidden costs hidden in how we're talking about this business model that aren't quite visible yet that are going to rear their ugly head in the long run. And third point is, like you said, what the hell does this do for the existing chain? It does absolutely nothing. You know, it It takes the focus away. Yeah. Yeah. But that said, I like it for Bloomingdale's because I don't think Bloomingdale's is as blanketed across the country. Now they still have some of the same business model challenges, but you can take that up market on the service angle and take your prices up. Because I worry that the only way out of this hole is for Macy's to inflate its prices. But then it's like, why would I shop there versus regular Macy's? Or why would I shop at Macy's Why wouldn't you go to TJ Maxx exactly. next door where I know what I'm going to get. Exactly. I know what kind of shopping experience I'm going to get. And the brands are probably more premium than what I'm going to get at Macy's. Exactly. Yeah.